0: Here, welcome to Cat Pick Fridays episode number 64. The show that brings you bringing in words don't come easy to me. I hope I don't get demonetized, or oh, we don't get demonetized for that. Uh, yeah, the show that brings you the latest and the greatest in guitar and music industry news, reactions, commentary, uh, shocking faces <sighs> where, where we act surprised. Things of that nature. And once again, I'm joined by my co-host, partner in crime, uh, co-conspirator, and a Gaslight Anthem fan, I guess. No, you're not pointing at your (laughs) t-shirt, but let's go with that one. Rich, um, are we once again full of energy and incredibly excited and absolutely didn't, didn't rush to get this episode done? Yes. The answer is yes. no, Unlikely.
1: <laughs> we're not. And I was pointing at myself because you were saying I'm the co host. So I decided to point myself out for those who are watching and might not have yet understood that that is indeed who I am. But I am also yes. a massive Gaslight Anthem fan. So, That's a great man. check my shirt. Was? Mm-hmm. Is? Was? Was? I think it was. They're back. Was it they it? split up and they ah, did an Instagram they... post a couple of months ago saying that they're kind of back. So there might be a new album. <laughs> I'm very excited. But I shan't oh, be holding cool. my breath. Mm. Why not? Yeah.
0: Why not? Why not? Yep. As we kind of mentioned, busy week. Uh, kind of, um, personally, everything is all over the place. My family's been sick. Uh, they're on the recovery side of things. I'm not, as you can tell by my voice, and it's only, what days? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, and basically. Uh,
1: yeah, Vlad's sick can, and not the Limp biscuit kind of sick. The European kind of sick, which is the worst kind of sick.
0: Didn't know that, but I do now. European sick yeah. is nah. the worst kind of sick. But did you watch any of the Eurovision stuff?
1: Unlikely. Which was the last week? Unlikely. <laughs> it was on Saturday, wasn't it? No, that's not my yes. thing at all. I know a bunch of people who sort of watch it ironically, just to laugh at it. But yeah, I'm really mad
0: for that one. What
1: a what a waste of time that is! I, I'm disappointed in you for doing that. I mean, you know, if you like that kind of thing, but <laughs> it's just not my I mean, bag. It is. Um, it's incredibly
0: cheesy kind of very fake but also like something happened this year where there was actually like a bunch of good pop songs which is kind of surprising usually yeah
1: yeah they've decided to take it a bit more seriously in some ways some of the countries like the uk this year they took it really seriously and we had a really uh Mm. well i hesitate to say the word good because it's not really my thing but many other people would say a very good song by a very good, very popular, famous TikTok Uh, guy. And, you know, presumably under any kind of normal year, the UK would have won. But of course, this being the Eurovision Song Contest, it's also massively political. And of course, no one but Ukraine was going to win. And I don't begrudge them that. You know, I don't care if the UK wins. I mean, whatever. But I think my favorite ever act would be Lordy who, of course, is a band closer to your own heart. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I have a fun memory of that, not only because, well, that's the only time Finland won, but also me and my now wife were... No, we weren't even dating. It was that spring that when we we started dating. So for those who know when Lorde won, yeah, it was a long time ago already. We were in kind of phase where we were almost dating, but nothing was kind of official <laughs> yet. So,
1: yeah, I and I can imagine texting. the yeah the deeply romantic music of Lordy was what helped bring you together mm-hmm. for romantic meals under uh, blossoming trees in the spring. Such beautiful music,
0: spring, which
1: was I think I
0: want to say it was earlier in the year that year. So it was like I think it was still snow. I mean, you can, I I guess, have a picnic in the snow as well. I think I've actually done that a couple of times.
1: I'm sure you have. i mean, living in Finland. (laughs) Don't you have like 11 months of snow per year?
0: Yeah, roughly. It's somewhere between like 10 and 13, so. Okay. Depends on mm. the year. All right. Want to talk some gear, some news, things of that nature? Uh, There's a big one we have. We have to start right away because it was released this week and we have just a segment for that, the news, uh, latest developments. What are the names we could come up with, latest developments?
1: Uh, Current occurrences. Oh, I like that one. Yeah.
0: Those were all on the table when we were trying to say. Things that are going on. Yes, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> but for this show, it's called Recent Happenings. Very recent things indeed. And we're actually are going to start with something that I have prepared a video for because... Maybe I kind of do a camera switching thing because I kind of have it set up already. Let's do it this way and I'm also going to oh. solo myself. Boom, there I'm it is. Let me move my coffee mug. Rev has released the tilt overdrive, which is obviously the Sean Tubbs signature pedal. And I have one here. Why is it
1: obviously the Sean Tubbs signature pedal? Sorry know, to actually, ask a silly yeah. question, but I mean I like tilt. I, his name I, is I, his name is not Mr. Tilt. His name is Sean Tubbs. <laughs> or maybe he maybe uh, he's Sean T. Tubbs and the T is for Tilt, but Yeah.
0: Should be. Yeah, actually, I'm not hundred percent. Sorry, sure. I'm putting you off uh, by
1: being silly, but
0: no, it, it's it's so all good. Uh, this is actually the first time they're leaning into the whole motorcycle thing because there's like a motorcycle drawn on the pedal, and I guess rev kind. do you rev a motorcycle, right? Oh yeah, maybe. Sorry. Maybe. I think you like a. Do you so like rev a motorcycle? How does it work? Yes. No.
1: Yes, you do. Yeah. You rev a motorcycle. But I, um, it's actually interesting because I've seen pictures and videos of this pedal and I had never spotted that there is a motorbike on it. And yeah, also, I, I don't connect the mild-mannered Sean Tubbs to the brutal sport of two-wheeled instruments of doom known as motor racing. He want, Does he well, ride a bike? So he
0: wanted to go for a scooter instead, like an electric scooter instead, but the rev cars didn't let him.
1: Do that, yeah, I think or maybe the Rev E scooter, it, it doesn't have the same ring, does it?
0: Yeah, it could be, and who knows? Maybe, like, I like we know Sean, and at least I know him personally as well. And I'm thinking whether, like, maybe he's secretly like just a motorcycle maniac, and just you know, just that's how he spends his evenings, just driving around Nashville. That could be probably a great place to drive on a motorcycle. Nashville, that is. How would be... Yeah, uh, pedal? Something about the pedal, I guess.
1: Yeah, let's talk uh, about the pedal. It, the rev tilt. Yeah. Should we, Why is it called the tilt? Yes.
0: I am not sure. Do you tilt a motorcycle? No? Do you rev it? Do <sighs> you tilt it? I, 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 I did literally I, just...
1: I googled it while we were just talking just now. And yes, you know, when you when you take a bend... On a motorbike, you um ah. you turn the handlebars a bit, but you do sort of you tilt yourself down at an angle. And if you watch motorcycle racing, where they go really fast and it's really dangerous, they tilt down so mm. far that they actually have little knee pads with wheels. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Some of them, I've, yeah, yeah so I have. That's the process of tilting, and um, there you go. I I suppose that's where the name comes from, but that would imply to me that this is a hot-rodded pedal that will take you to the edge of Mm. distortion. Would I be correct in surmising that?
0: Well, I actually have a video prepared for this particular occasion. Uh, Unfortunately, due to my sickness and things like that, I was not able to be part of the actual launch date. I'm going to work on my video and release it a bit later. But I did manage to shoot a clip that we are going to watch now. Well, hello there, as something like that. Quick demo of the Tilt Overdrive, the new Sean Tops signature from Rev Amplification. I got my Tele, self-made, loaded with Cheptone, some sort of vintage-style pickups. A very classic Tele indeed. And I'm going straight from the pedal, which you can see here. And by the way, it looks freaking amazing. More on that in just a second. Uh, yeah, from the pedal into my POD Go, where I'm using a very clean, kind of JTM style amplifier, or maybe a clean Plexi, basically sounds like this. And I'm adding just a little bit of reverb in the pose, just to make it less in your face, so to speak. So let's get going. All the controls roughly at 12 o'clock. By the way, for those who are listening to this version, basically it's a two-sided drive. The left side is drive, there's volume gain, treble and bass, and then on the right side, there's a boost and tilt eq controls and there's a boost foot switch as well and there's kind of three tight switches with different kind of cuts or boosts and we are going to check those as well but let's start with the drive sound so the clean sound and the bridge pickup on the tele Nice to me. Works for blues as well. Really nice. Beautiful on the neck pickup as well, let's quickly check out the gain range on this, going back to the bridge pickup. Interesting, with gain controller at zero, it's almost, well, transparent. And maximum gain range, or half and then full. Sounds nice. Whoa, with treble all the way up, that's very pokey. Bass control at minimum and at full. It's actually kind of nice. It the frequency isn't like like the boomy frequencies. It's more boxy, if you will. Nice! I like it. I will have to check the specs, how it's voiced. I really like the bass control because it feels it's kind of boosting or cutting uh, a specific frequency that's usually pretty problematic. Yeah, that works! Let's check out the boost side. And we're gonna go with the normal boost first, so the toggle switch in the middle. And both of the controls are at noon. Everything sounds louder, but also kind of better. Even with the pod go. Nice. Uh, let's check out the three different uh, boost settings. So we were at normal. Then this is something called half, and then there's something called full. Yeah, interesting. There's also something called tilt EQ here. Let's check that out. allows you to fine-tune that boosted frequency or frequencies. Uh, I actually have the manual open here and it says a lot about this thing, but we're gonna save that for the final review thingy. Let's try both of these together and see how my protocol handles that. So, drive. Then boost it with a boost. Something like that. Yeah, that was my initial reaction to this pedal. Uh, By the way, it looks freaking amazing. This, I mean, other breath pedals have been great looking they have the uh, three different drives and then there's the gate g8 uh this is the next level well done rev but as i have mentioned about seven thousand times already more on this later and there you go pre-prepared pre-prepared clip for this specific occasion uh this very cool Answer answer any of your questions or did you just raise more questions? It raised more
1: questions, unfortunately, (laughs) Vlad. Although, (laughs) I have to say, I closed my eyes during the playing parts and I felt like I was cruising down Highway 101 on the Atlantic coast on my Harley. So it does the motorbike thing. But actually, to be serious about it, when I first heard about this pedal, because, you know, you work in the industry, you hear things, Mm um... I was kind of wondering, where would the Tilt fit into the Rev catalogue? You know, obviously they're known for their amazing amps. Um, You've got the two sort of lunchbox heads, the D20 and the G20, which are very popular, and the other one that everybody talks about is the generator. And the copious amounts of gain that go with the generator also led to the pedals. You know, the world-famous G3 that both of us own, the world's best modern distortion pedal. I don't think many people would argue with that. Well, some would, but some wouldn't then there's the g2 and the g4 and i was wondering where the tilt would fit into it because i've seen sean tubbs do a lot of demos on rev pedals and rev gear and he's totally at home using all their stuff even though in my opinion he's a much more kind of low gain player than most of the the rev gear would suggest and he was always at home for me doing stuff with the g2 and sometimes with the g3 on kind of its lowest gain settings and so actually the tilt overdrive it it fits perfectly into their Canon in a way. It's, it's, it's not even a G1 if we're looking at the, the Gs in <laughs> yeah. terms of the amount of distortion they have. It's like a G0.2 or something because even when yeah. you maxed out the gain on the drive side of the tilt, it was, I don't know, it's, it's always hard to tell in a situation like this when you're listening over mm. little Bluetooth earphones over the internet, but it sounded like a, a pretty sweet medium game overdrive. No chokes in that pedal.
0: Yeah, uh, I was actually surprised how well the PodGo handled this. I think I was, I'm pretty sure I was using like a, just a very clean Plexi. Uh, seemed to work, just okay. Just fine. Um, yeah, I, so far, I like it. Uh, ha- unfortunately, I haven't been able to use it in a recording situation just yet, because I got it just almost hours ago. Yeah. So Have you plugged bucket into it? Uh very briefly, I played the Van Halen uh, Harley Benton for a little bit while and then decided to go with the Tele because the Harley Benton needs a bit the more setup to stay in tune properly. But... Plus, uh, I, I still don't know whether those pickups on it are, like... Are they muddy or not? Because some, if, if they are ju- just generally muddy, then people will comment, oh, this pedal sounds pretty dark and muddy where, when it's actually the pickups. And that's why I just went with the telly. You can't go wrong with the telly. Yeah. But, yeah. I think okay. it's an interesting release because they this also sets them up for other signature artists to join yeah. the pedal I, range.
1: I suppose it does. I mean, again, Sean Tubbs is so closely linked to Rev. You know, um, I don't think he is actually part of the Rev team. I reckon he, or I assume he freelances for them on a on a regular basis, but he's done Not so much work sure. for them that I can, you know, hear my signature pedal. On the one hand, when I first heard it, I was like, Sean Tubbs, Rev? I mean, I know he works with them a lot, but the Rev player for me is, that's the older England type of player. But this mm. pedal will fit, and it will open Rev up to much more... Lower gain, sort of players, it's a really cool move. And especially the yep. boost side is going to be interesting for a lot of people because I guess what they're going for there is the fact that you've got a nice, it's, I think, a pretty big DB boost from the sounds that you just did there. But so I guess seems. that's where the tilt comes in because you have the three different modes and people will really be able to shape the overall tonality of their amps with this pedal. So it seems pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just talking that's
0: some cool thing. Smart, smart things here where you can like hold hold one of the foot switches, and uh, I th- looks like you can kind of program this in a way where you h- hold some foot switches, and then when when you kind of program it programmed it, uh, you hit just one of the foot switches, and it turns on both the drive and the boost at the same time. So seems like a practical practical tool for live use as well.
1: So, Is it MIDI really nice. capable?
0: Mm, don't see any MIDI ports here at least so i don't think so uh yeah there's just input and output and obviously where the power goes whatever that's called
1: yeah but yeah have you got any idea on what it's gonna cost
0: i do it's uh to hold on i'm gonna check i have the official data it's 269 US dollars and 299 euros. So a premium price, but then again, I think all the G-series pedals are also about 200-ish.
1: Yeah, in Europe at the moment, I think most of the, the G pedals are about 229 euros. Yeah. About $200 in North America, but stretching up to 300, yeah, I mean sounds good i'm sure it's going to be great made in canada so it's going to be great quality typical for rev but there's some serious competition up there oh i'm absolutely. really excited to try this pedal at the Nam show now because Rev are going to be there i'm going to be yes. there i will tilt my way over to them and uh see how it sounds i'm not going to use the word tilt again once we finish talking about this pedal
0: uh, yeah could be but uh, yeah save that joke for them Money uh, I tell it's my way all the way here. Something like that. <laughs> okay. Just an idea. Feel free to use it. Yeah, from this pedal to something different. Annibal music man rolls out new five string dark array and pair of ex- exquisitely Wow that that word broke me. Uh Shredible Jason Richardson cutlass electric guitars. So yeah, new Music Man, guitars, and I guess there's a thing that companies do now, release stuff like a few weeks before NAMM. So kind of build up the hype yeah. and then there will probably be a bunch of videos. I feel like,
1: you know, Nam being moved to June this year and companies even at the start of this year not being sure that it was going to go ahead, it really just meant that mm. they had to release a bunch of stuff when it was ready, you know. At some point, you've just got to release things. And that that's probably true. what Ernie Ball have done. And I guess the other thing they might have been thinking is that we could wait two more weeks and release this at the NAMM show, but we might be one of a hundred new guitars and basses getting released then. So if we do it now, <laughs> Cat Pick Fridays will talk yeah. about us as the second article on their show.
0: That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. This looks nice. I immediately fell in love with the white, all-white Seven string and knowing it's uh only ball music man it's going to be incredibly comfortable to play so
1: yeah it looks like it, yeah, it looks it sh- like it has a really small body is that just me it is does. it because the the pickups are bigger than standard six string ones of course is that could be. making the guitar look smaller i don't know hmm. but it looks kind of uh, tiny yeah i've seen jason
0: richardson in some interviews and he's not like a huge guy either So maybe that has kind of affects what kind of guitar he
1: would design as well. So that would. Are you familiar with his music? I must admit, Uh, I had to Google him when I I saw the article. He's a
0: ridiculously good player, but I wouldn't say uh, I'm a huge fan of the music he creates. But I can appreciate the talent also.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, so yeah, two signature guitars for him and two, no, sorry, one five-string dark ray bass, which is effectively mm. a, a Stingray with dark glass preamp technology in it, which I think yeah. is pretty cool. And I, I'd never heard of that's, that before.
0: That's cool. That's really cool. I also love the name Dark Ray. <laughs> there was a Stingray and uh, now there's Dark Ray, the cousin with the troubled past. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm just gonna move the script everything today so good yeah I mean what else to say Uh, Music Man guitars are just stupidly good Uh, there's something about the way they design most of the instruments where they just fit in my lap and for my hands really really well and I think one of my bucket list items is to get a music man guitar, but most likely a Petrucci signature model. But I'm open to other suggestions as well. And I actually own a Sterling instrument as well. My bass that is, and it's good for the money. Especially, it's really, really good. These Indeed. are slightly more pricier, at 3,600 or 3,800 dollars. So, yeah, uh, it's
1: yeah. uh it's a hefty wad of cash, but. Mm. I mean, you, you expect that with certain Ernie Ball things, don't you? I've just checked. Yeah, they are going to be at the NAMM show. I will go and check these guitars out.
0: Nice. Do you, know, do you know if the next company will be at the NAMM? Because Blackstar launches St. James series of lightweight tube amplifiers. Uh, this yes. kind of caught me off guard, so to speak. First of all, <laughs> at least in the antigens demos I watched... They sounded really good. They like genuinely sounded good, and there were some clever features in them, and kind of a cool marriage of uh, just tube amp technology, and then there's all the digital wizardry could do with these as well. Uh, I think uh, Pete from Anderton was like, "Oh, I, I always get confused, or like, I don't remember what 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 he used when he." <laughs> When he realized there's a USB-C port in his (laughs) tube amp. (laughs) Which allows you basically to, you know, edit the virtual cabinet out thingy on the amp. I like the design. I like the sounds I heard on the Anderton's video. Thumbs up from me, all I can say. I think this is a step up for Blackstar, who I feel have been kind of... Haven't been on a lot of people's radar as of late. Let's put it that way.
1: No, uh, the the last thing that we saw from Blackstar was the release of the Jared James Nichols signature fly. Mm -hmm. So this is totally the opposite of that. This is a Volvamp, a a, a tube amp. And I think that the main kind of selling point that they're going for here is the fact that they are super light. That's in... All of their, you know, main marketing slogans for it. And they are really, really lightweight by the look of it. So you've got combos, yeah. cabinets, and heads as well. And they weigh a lot less than pretty pretty much any sort of similar tube head or tube combo. You can read the weights online. I think the, the head, the EL34 head, is six kilograms. Oh. Which is... That's really, a, really light for a tube amp. That's really light, um, yeah. I've read a lot on forums about how they've done that, the technology that they've used, and there are other videos out there from UK-based stores and stuff where the, the guys behind the designs of the amp speak about what they've done and things like that. But yeah, really, really interesting. It's falling in yeah. a, an interesting price point, you know, around the £1,000 mark, €1,000 mm. mark for what are effectively made in china products so it's like people are going to have to make a conscious decision to go for these over you know the competition but if you like black star then then go for it that's what i say Mm. i heard your first question would they be at nam the answer is yes they will be i shall go and check these out as well what do you think of the new look by the way because they have a new logo They have a new sort of cleaner design Mm -hmm. aesthetic. I think they've tried to make it look a bit more boutique. Are you a fan of it? I like this more
0: than the previous one, I think. just looks kind of timeless, I guess, which I always like.
1: Yeah. And would you buy the EL34 version or the 6L6 version? Because those are the two different models that they have here.
0: I'm gonna say most likely the EL thirty four version, just to get that British crunch thing. So, and again, I I I'd like to know what technology they are using here, but it sure sounds like something uh, that's been in a lot of uh, Rev amps and other amps as well. So, interesting there's competition in that price range and that kind yeah, of feature I mean, range as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you say, you'd go for the version with the British Crunch. I mean, for the same sort of a price, you can get like the Marshall SP20 or something. Well, there's a bunch of stuff yeah. that you can get at that sort of a price with similar features. So I think a lot of this is going to be um, going down to stores, checking out the amps and see which works best for you. I think for a lot of players, yeah. particularly for a lot of players kind of north of the age of 40 or 50 if you're still really into the whole idea of tubes you want to have a tube amp but you want to be able to have an amp that you can easily carry then this black star range has a great usp because it is the lightest out there it has the digital stuff you know it has the cab rig tech which was in their department 10 pedals that came out fairly recently so You can play Mm. it without a cab connected, you can record with it, you can plug it straight into a computer and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. In a way, I have to say, I'm surprised it doesn't have more features on it, but
0: Mm.
1: not all amps have to, you know? I mean, if you look at that pared back, sort of timeless aesthetic, this is not something that maybe needs to have a bunch of effects or different options in it. They are what they are. Again, I'm interested to go and try them at NAM. Yep.
0: We shall be waiting for a report on these. Like you'll have so much stuff to check out at NAM and report back. We'll do all rich episode from NAM when you're back at some point. So
1: Yeah. I'm gonna have to sort of just run around really fast and check everything out yeah. because I'm there to work on the blue guitar booth, so I'll just be like, I'm just going for a short toilet break and then Check out 30 mm. different products on 30 different yes. other booths. three boots. hours later, you're back. Yeah.
0: I understand.
1: I'll have to say, there was a big cool. queue for the
0: men's bathroom. Yes, obviously. Yeah. From Blackstar to Gibson, who are teasing a Noah Gallagher ES335 3, 3, or 355. 5.
1: Hmm.
0: I always need to be careful with the Gibson ES model names because they're deceptively same looking.
1: Yes. Uh, I've fallen is, down that hole before. Yes, this, this
0: news isn't um, that specific. There's just a teaser and we don't know much else about it, I think. Or is it this guitar that we see in the picture? And 355 doesn't have a full heart. There's this kind of a longer tail thing as part of the bridge. Is that the difference?
1: That's one the of them, I believe. Okay there you go
0: interesting
1: there's no more information though like you say this is very much uh, a teaser Yeah, and they say August 2022 yeah that's how teasers work some brands know how to do teasers but yeah I I find this kind of cool because um, obviously Noel Gallagher is very relevant and big now with Noel kind of like Gallagher's high flying birds, but as the mastermind behind Oasis, the songwriter and the singer on a bunch of the songs as well, he is kind of a an iconic musician. But he's not like a guitarist's shreddy guitar player or anything. Yeah, that is he, true. he does do lead. You know, he he played the lead stuff on all the Oasis stuff. But I'm really happy to see like a a Britpop indie player. Getting uh, a signature Gibson like this, yep. even though it'll be made in super limited numbers and probably cost ten thousand dollars, but there you go. <laughs> yep, most likely. Yeah, yeah, I'd be lucky
0: to see him live once. Uh He Noah Gallagher, something, something birds. I think what what there was this
1: high flying birds.
0: Yes, high flying birds. I've seen him open up for YouTube once in London. And it was great. So. Cool, and speaking of teasers, one of the teasers came into fruition or something like that because Meris Audio or Meris unveils ultra high-end stereo modular delay pedal, the LVX, and this finally. looks like a spaced. Finally, yeah, this looks like a spaced thing. I don't even know what to call it. And actually. I'm right away going to pair this piece of news with the Weekend Watch because Albert Stefan has released a video of this thing and he he really, really puts it to amazing news and kind of gives you examples of how you can use as complex unit as this one. Uh, I would have a lot of trouble wrapping my head around what this thing even does, but he's fantastic at doing that and all I can say, I love the design. I love how it looks. I love how it sounds. Would I buy it? Most likely not, because uh, I really don't have any use for it. And honestly, maybe not even... Uh, maybe don't even have time to learn it. But it's fantastic. <laughs> and
1: have you and have you seen the price? Uh,
0: what was it? Probably... Uh, 5 uh, five ninety nine 99 US dollars. So it's in the Striment Timeline price range, roughly.
1: Yeah, I think it's even more expensive. It's, uh, it's a boutique pedal in every sense of the word, made in yes. the USA, Not of course. Buy. Very for advanced, sure. tech within it, very yeah. musical, and also for some players like me, probably unmusical options with it. I've listened to the settings on their website, some of the demos and some of them are beautiful ethereal, otherworldly sounds, but I just don't know how I would put them in a song and that's why I think you've got to go and watch a video of a guy like Stefan our weekend watch, who actually shows you how you can use a pedal like this with all its stereo delay options and its beautiful touch screen and its 99 preset saving capabilities. Go watch that and you'll finally understand this pedal a bit more.
0: Yeah, the user interface on this one, by the way, it looks really cool. There's definitely this kind of uh, spaceship su- supercomputer type of vibe to it, and I like it a lot, so nice. It's really cool. Like They did all these kind of uh, moody teaser posts, videos, and stuff like that, and then when you see the product, it kind of all actually ties in together, which
1: is nice. So, well done. So now, now you've Morris. seen the product... How do you rate their teaser campaign? Uh, <laughs> it worked.
0: I g- that's my rating. Well, it worked. we we talked about this pedal and the, three weeks and in delivered. a row. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Picked my interest and it delivered because I was paying attention now that it came out. So, well done. Well-teased, so sort to of speak. Uh, link to <laughs> Stefan's video, by the way, in the show notes, as always. And we're going to keep things snappy today and talk about solid gold effects. It's hitting the beach with Surf Rider for reverb pedal. More This is pedals. a pedal I
1: understand
0: more. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> it has four <laughs> knobs and a three-way switch and it does reverbs. And and
0: no menus, so yeah. How about it, RJ has a video out on this one,
1: and yeah, yeah. three different kinds of spring reverb, tone, nice. level, swell, and dry knobs. Nice. It's uh, yeah. If you're terrified by the likes of Meris. And just what a simple spring sort of a reverb with a couple of slightly spacier out of this world sort of options then th- this is the kind of thing yeah the surf rider 4 looks kind of cool i've never played anything by solid gold effects it's 200 it's cool. and i would like to try it yes
0: definitely mm-hmm.
1: because, i don't know like
0: i've kind of been avoiding all the kind of surfy reverb pedals for a while i'm not sure why But I have a feeling, if I would try one that's actually really good, this, for example, possibly, uh, maybe one of those would stick on my board. Don't know. We'll have to try and see. I actually probably need to dive into the settings on the Podgo and see what I could find there. The Podgo
1: has some pretty nice spring reverbs. I can confirm that. I mean, the
0: whole Helix range has just amazing reverbs in it. Just haven't taken the time to dive into them properly, which seems to be a theme here. But yeah, that was the news for this week, I guess. Uh, yeah, things are pretty, to pretty slow, slow down. Week,
1: yeah, it's I would say time. the the rev pedal is the standout thing. It's uh, a especially for people, you know, YouTubers because Rev is kind of one of the YouTube brands when it comes to amps and pedals and stuff like that, so... Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what other guitarists do with it, and to hearing Sean Tubbs's story about, you know, how the pedal came to be and who he thinks mm. he's going to use it, because I, I find that very interesting.
0: Yep. Very true. But... As I mentioned, we unfortunately have to keep things snappy this week. And next thing we want to do is to answer a few of your questions and comments and then wrap up. We can watch We kind of is in the show notes as well already. So yeah, snappy, snappy, snappy. Questions and comments. Yes, being the staples of efficiency or something like that. I again forgot to open up a few of the files. Uh, where's my questions there's my questions uh Luis vasquez on my harley benton final episode thing says i loved how it ended up and sounds it sounds good i hope to see that guitar more on the channel and yes thank you and that's definitely the idea to keep showing this thing on the channel uh I'll probably do some sort of like modification video on it as well as I mentioned in the build video I would probably want to swap the pickup rings because they're like vintage white or almost cream colored and nothing else on the guitar is cream colored even the binding is different color different kind of vintage white slash cream than the pickup rings so some unity or unification is needed for all the plastics on that guitar. So that will be one of my mod projects. Uh, I might even get custom one pickups for it. I like really go for that Van halen type of thing. But thank you. I am excited that the guitar is actually done. It was a lot of work uh, in a very short time frame. And next time, if I'm doing this again, I'll probably um, try to... Uh, I don't know. I'll need to really think about it and figure out how to deal with the fact that some of the lacquer has to dry for a wee- at least a week. And there wasn't a single time where it actually dried for a week and I kind of suffered some of the consequences <laughs> of that. <laughs> Later in the process, unfortunately. And another question. I'm just tooting my own horn or something like that. Mikhail Zen, sorry for butchering your name, It's very good looking. I really enjoyed the series. Have a lot of fun with it. Again, on the Harley Benton middle thing. Thank you. I think it looks good. The best part of that guitar is that it's definitely an eye-catcher on camera. It looks really good on camera. If you look at the details, uh, there's a lot of things that could be fixed. But it looks great on camera and that was the point of the whole thing, (laughs) I think. I haven't seen a single uh, oh how dare you do a PRS style or like Eddie Van hennen style finish on a PRS guitar. I haven't seen a single comment yet, but I'm sure they will come.
1: There's still time. When are There's we gonna find time. out if you win the competition? Is there even a prize? Remember. Like can I you win something?
0: Like don't quote me on this, but somebody's going to win something, but I know whether there's one for creators, content, like content creators who kind of did the initial wave of this thing, and now the kind of everyman's version of the competition or stuff like that is going on where anyone can get the kit, modify it, tag, tag uh, Tolman and use the hashtag DIY kit challenge, and you can win, win like uh, gift watches up to 500 euros and stuff like that. Um... I am not 100% sure how all of this works, but we'll find out, I think, at some point. it's uh, The whole DIY kit challenge is super interesting thing to follow on Instagram. People are doing some absolutely crazy designs. Uh, I saw one where somebody, like, embedded macaroni in their guitar's body, which looked really <laughs> weird. But it's a design. It stands out. Comment number three comes from Ninja. Yeah, it's not officially Friday till Catpic Friday comes out. By the way, Ninja emailed me like five, Usually, I release the Catpic Friday episode at 2:30 p.m. Finland time, and like five minutes uh, after that deadline, he emailed me, "Where's the episode?" Wow. <laughs> so, he was, yeah. And uh, that's why he said, yeah, it's not officially Friday till Catholic Friday comes out, so thank you. And he also says, "Rich, you should wear silk. It's light and stylish and backs tightly. Or just budget for buying three <laughs> store clothes once you've arrived and donate them back when you leave.
1: That's actually genius. I'm yeah, not sure with a body it. like mine wearing silk is the ideal way forward but what a great idea anyway and the thrift store one is actually super cool because thrift store sort of fashion is it's in right now i've actually i'm always like super well prepared wherever i go wherever i do i always look into what's going to happen and i have actually seen that there is a gigantic thrift store like across the Mm. road from where my first hotel is for the first couple of days i might go thrift shopping
0: Yes, Pooninja, your prophecy might come true. I'll need to hire someone else like who will just stalk you and take photos of all the things you'll be wearing during the NAM show.
1: <laughs> well, during the show, I'll be wearing my sort of NAM show uniform, my sure. blue guitar brand shirts and stuff. But when I'm not at the show, I might be rocking the thrift store look, maybe with a bit of silk. Yeah. Maybe I'll take silk NAMM. underwear. <laughs> maybe I won't. Please don't but I am gonna fo- test it
0: any out. photos of that.
1: Oh, that's on my OnlyFans. <clears throat> Great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Something I didn't expect to learn during this episode, but, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Can't pick Friday's almost full of surprises. Hey, it rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number four. And then <laughs> comment number four. Jotun, uh, for wherever reason I pronounce it in roughly Finnish, uh, on couple, the episode where we talk about the Harley Benton Fusion EMG HD Roasted, is says this is going to be my first electric guitar, the Harley Benton One. And all I can say, if that would have been my first guitar, yay! I wish my first electric guitar was that good. I think you'll be happy with it.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's exactly why I was just thinking, and I've said that on so many videos that I do. But hey, imagine if you could go back in time, or imagine if we were young today and picking up guitar for the first time, and a Harley Benton Fusion EMG HT Roasted was the first guitar that we bought. How, how amazing would that be? How lucky do starting guitar players have it today? Yeah, yeah. Good yes. for him. He he should buy one.
0: Yes, I'm sure absolutely. they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, compared to about a bunch of the stuff that was available when I was starting out that's on such a different level. And there's so many color options, design options, because I think when we were starting out, all the beginning guitars were basically like strats and maybe very cheap, Les Pauls that were just bad. Yeah. And now In the UK, so you models. had,
1: yeah, cheapy strat copies, the odd cheap, yeah. less Paul from brands like Encore and stuff like that, and... Yeah, I mean, things like Squire and, you know, the Fenders and Gibsons of this world, they were totally out of reach. And nowadays, if you just look at the specs on even those Harley Bentons, like back in the, well, whenever, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, they would have been sort of super high-level guitars. And now you can buy them for less than 500 euros. Crazy.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Yep. But... That wraps up our snappy can Friday's episode number 64. Thank you so much for watching, listening, liking, sharing, subscribing, all the things. Hit up with questions you want to have answered or comments you want to have commented on. Something like that. You can obviously do that on YouTube or email us at podcast at Both are very much appreciated. And yeah. I'll go and try to get myself back to full speed, full health. One of those things. And Rich is going to start shopping silk clothing, apparently. So, oh yeah, we'll keep ourselves busy until the next one. And yeah, have a great weekend. We shall see you next time with something that I do normal videos. But here we do the thing where we say bye podcast, bye podcast.